Track 3. Pandemonium Jet loved Club Pandemonium. Members exclusive, guests had to be vetted well ahead of time, and getting a membership was only slightly less difficult than gaining clearance to be a government agent. The owner of Club Pan was a beauty called Lord Taylor. Whether Taylor was male or female, no one knew outside a precious few. The mysterious, androgynous owner was one of the many draws, though it drove Taylor batshit. Jet and Taylor had met in a coffee house when both had been up late working on schoolwork. They'd had an on-off thing for years, that rare occasion where friends and benefits did not blow up in anyone's face. But Jet eventually had Jason, sort of, and Taylor had been snagged by a lovely producer and the benefits had faded easily away. Jet, Taylor greeted, hugging him tightly, smelling of cinnamon and amber like always. I'm so sorry. Come on, I've got your room all set up. The others have been arriving over the past hour. Not saying anything, just glad to be away from the heavy weights of family, media, and Jason. Jet let Taylor lead him through the club to one of the special rooms that lined two of the walls. The special glass allowed everyone in the rooms to see out, but no one could see in. He was bustled into the room always kept on reserve for him, and relaxed further when he saw his closest friends gathered around. Taylor kissed his cheek, then slipped away to see to the drinks and food. Yo! greeted a man with short, platinum-blonde hair and pale green eyes. Beside him was a man who was his double, though their hair was longer and pulled neatly back. They had their glasses on for once, rather than contacts, giving them a cute, geeky sort of look that both twins would hate if someone told them. Jet embraced them both. Hey, Brit, he said to the short-haired twin, who was lead vocals for the band Bright Nights. His brother Bryce was the band's manager. Hiya, Bryce. Sorry about your dad, man. Thanks, Jet said quietly, then greeted the other men in the room. Cassidy, lead vocals for Four Butterflies, and his pretty boy lover Malcolm, and the other members of his own band, Kim, Ricky, and Misha. Day and Cooper arrived a few minutes later, and they all settled on the couches and chairs that took up most of the room. Rumor mills are already going crazy about what you've inherited and what you're going to do with it. Jet made a face. I'm going to fucking burn it. Everyone laughed, and the stress that always kicked up whenever he thought of his father's company eased. Seriously, why does anyone even care? I'm not giving up my band to sit in some glass tower paying other people to sell sandwiches. Ugh, fuck that noise. I'd rather join a goddamn boy band. I'm sure Hale would love to have you in five hearts, Cassidy said with a smirk. I will punch you in the face, Jet said cheerfully. The only one here pretty enough to make it six of hearts is your man candy there. Malcolm rolled his eyes. I'm getting another drink. He kissed Cassidy's cheek, then stood up and slipped out of the room. So what are you going to do, Jet? Bryce asked quietly. The question might have annoyed him coming from anyone else, but Bryce knew better than most at the table what went into acquiring so much so fast. He and Britton also knew what it was like to lose that much really fast.
probably going to sell. Jet said with a sigh, I'm not up for it, and I'm sure as fuck not giving it to my goddamned uncle. I'm meeting with Jason tomorrow to discuss buyers. Day shook his head and looked at him sympathetically. My dad is going to fucking kill you, man. I still can't believe Jay is sticking to you so hard. Who knew Stick in the Mud Jr. had it in him? Everyone has his moments, Jet replied, stomach nodding. He hated when Day insulted Jay, even if it was in his light, harmless fashion. There was no bond between the brothers, but they didn't hate each other either. They were just too different. He absolutely dreaded the day Day found out about him and Jason. And it would happen, because no secret was kept forever.